It's Sports Arena. It's Extreme Rewinds, your weekly look into World Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay-per-view special. And we've already covered ECW on TN, but it used to be part of the intro, so it was a thing. Um, you got myself, <laughs> Paul, and I'm joined... <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? It was a thing for a minute, wasn't it? It was weird, because we weren't going to cover it, and now it feels weird that we've covered it all. Well, you sort of want to say, oh, in the archives, you fancy it, we've got all of TNN there as well. Really? But you don't... We do. It's all free and everything. You just gotta go back and scroll. Then you feel weird not mentioning it because you don't want people to think we've just covered hardcore TV when there's everything. We've got pay per views. Everything's there, really. So before we get into talking about ECW um, and hardcore TV, um, should we talk about Jay Briscoe briefly? Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, tragic news. Passing of um, Jay Briscoe. Um, I made that up a mention on the show, but Briscoe's basically my favourite tag team. Yeah, I think um, York Hall, one of the Ring of Honor shows, Briscoe's versus Young Bucks, is probably the best tag team match I've ever seen live. Yeah, yeah, um, amazing. But um, I mean, uh, so ROH in a lot of ways is is one of the spiritual successors of ECW. Um, a lot of the people there, especially in kind of the back, were were you know, brought through under the learning tree of Paul Heyman, um, and and there was a lot of that kind of spirit in ROH. Um, and we've we've said before about you know if if ECW continues that some of the talent that would have that went to ROH like Punk and Joe and. Danielson potentially. Um, uh, yeah, well, we said, didn't we? Like, um, yeah, because obviously, I think we mentioned it last week. I think at the end, I think and Spanky, I think were were travelling around with ECW near the mm. end, or allegedly. I remember reading it or hearing it once because obviously Shawn Michaels Academy was there, so they were backstage at least a bit, and yeah, they would have been part of it. I think Heyman said. That, um, he was aware of Punk and Cabana. Yeah, and it was just whether they could hold out long enough to bring him in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, AJ Styles had just gone to Nitro, but, you know, we know. But, I mean, so if you look at that, I think there's no doubt that the Briscoes would have been, you know, an ECW team um, in a lot of what they did. You know, they, they, they have been you know, really kind of at the forefront of RH for so long now. Um, Jay Briscoe getting to, to, to beat Kevin Steen for the even the like, um, sort of the, the the latter years of um, ROH, you know, them them teaming up with Bully Ray and winning the, the six person tag titles. I mean the connection yeah. was always there. I mean they had independent shows, they wrestled like obviously the Dudleys, like Team 3D and Hardys and stuff like that. But yeah, the connection was all, like you said, it's always, it was dream matches. Yeah, sorry, you are saying yeah. about obviously the, the world no, title. And I, I just think, I, I do think that if, if, you know, if ECW had lasted another couple of years, we would have been talking about Briscoes as ECW originals. Um, 
not that that in any way takes away from the incredible career that that Jay had, and it's just um, yeah, horrible that it was, it was cut short um, in the way it's done. Yeah, no, um, yeah, awful, very, very sad news to wake up to this morning. But there um, we go. Let's 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 talk about ECW Hardcore TV. Yeah, I mean this this week we're covering four episodes of Hardcore TV. So basically, next week we're jumping into Massacre on Thirty Fourth Street. But I'm sure that'll be mentioned multiple times, and we'll do a rundown of the card before the show ends. Um, but this week we're covering. 394, 395, 396, and 397 of Hardcore TV. So it's sort of November, um, all the run through to basically yeah. December. Yeah. Um, <coughs> there is something really weird, um, given how long we've we've been doing this and, and you know where we started. There is something really weird with barely having to scroll on the network. I thought that. I mean, the fact that we were basically, when you open it up, you're sort of at the top. Yeah. And you think, wow, that's crazy. It, it's really strange. It, it's it's so very odd. Um, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, no, it, it, it is crazy. Like I said, it's... Um, it's weird. Obviously, we've only got I think four episodes of hardcore TV left, and two pay-per-views, and two yeah. pay-per-views. So it's going to be only a couple of shows. But we have got you're going to plan to do a good. Um, obviously, the penultimate kind of Mount Rushmore sort of, you know, we'll be doing of the last twenty-five things that we've been doing throughout the whole journey. Also, then we're going to do loads of sort of different Mount Rushmores and favourite moments. Yeah, now. we've got we're going some fun shows. A fun recap show because you can't do the journey and not talk about it, right? And then all the way back to start from '93 again. And then we're just gonna loop it again and see if we feel the same. Or work it, watch it backwards. <laughs> oh, spoiler! It's still the middle that's the good bit. <laughs> watch Raven leave and come back and leave and come back and leave and come back. It'll be fun. Um, we kick it off Hardcore TV episode 394, November the 11th. Uh, 2000. This is basically the pay per view fallout show. Obviously, um, Karina was the champion. Go back and listen last week if you want to hear that in detail. Uh, this is kind of really a recap episode. So it kind of kicks off with Sinister Minister receiving treatment. Um, obviously, there's an incident in the pay per view. I think whether they were pre taken, he kind of blew his finger off. Yes. Uh, they didn't really explain what was happening to him. They just had the police wanting to arrest the cameraman for filming. Yeah, I mean, it was all very kind of guerrilla filming, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, ECW trying very hard to blur that line between um, reality and, and work. So, you know, cameras on, actual EMTs actually looking after him after an actual you know, issue and, and disfigurement 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 or whatever um uh, it felt quite strange it felt quite tmz-ish in in you know this this you know paparazzi being pushed away by the police and um you know chased out of it and threatened to be arrested um 
couldn't quite work out whether the wrestlers were trying to stop him filming or, or you know, cover him while he was filming so that he could get away with it. Um, but again, you know, the, you've got a lot of wrestlers kind of wandering through. You've got a lot of wrestlers trying to check in. Mikey's looking very upset throughout all of it. Um, I, I don't... It went on for a long time. It felt like it went on for a long time. I don't know how much of it was needed to really kind of sell the drama of what this was. Yeah, I mean, and also a weird thing, the thing that I, I found high, hard is obviously the FBI kind of briefly sort of alludes to this later on. But the pay-per-view, they pretty much said that FBI did this. Yes. And I'm sure, um, because, you know, he's a fairly obvious character. I'm sure that's Big Sal we see standing there watching it, making sure he's all right. Which is it. But then they did that, and then obviously we get the stuff with the scissors later on. Uh, the scissors annoy me, because if you're going to do that, and, uh, you know, I understand that, um, just spring for something that doesn't look like, you know, just safety scissors. Well, just run somewhere and get a cigar cutter. Or, or, or garden shears, or like, you know, pruners or something. Something yeah. that looks like it's going to cut paper, let alone skin and bone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically that. The minister's obviously legit hurt here. We get the intro, and when it comes back, um, Joe Jerton and Joey Styles, who dedicate the show to Sinister Minister, who was hurt. Yes. Which, um, which is nice, but strange, but nice. It's kind of so hard because it's the it's sort of a nice thing to do, but it's very un ECW. You know, these are the people who are drawing pictures around Sabu breaking his neck and <clears throat> all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, what what makes this even weirder is that, and we'll we'll kind of see this transpire as the show goes on. But this is filmed before the pay per view, yeah. So some of the stuff they're talking about and some of the stuff they're doing, or, or this is allegedly, well, no, I suppose it would have been filmed before the pay-per-view, but allegedly filmed before the pay-per-view. Um, uh, which is weird because you don't, you still run a promo of the Sinister Minister on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And you don't reference it until later on. And it was kind of made out in the pay-per-view that it happened at the back during the pay-per-view. However, we can now see that it would happen before the pay-per-view because everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, strange. We sort of, we get that, then we get highlights of, you know, the, the tag team title match from the pay-per-view. Then we get an FBI promo, but basically they're still the champions. Sinister Minister lost his fingers and a lot of sort of fake sort of taking credit, but they're going to find out who did it because they're the FBI. You know, so it sort of does everything. Then we get a, a world title um, sort of preview. Yeah. Which is crazy because, I, you know, I understand what they're trying to do, but I would have I started to show off with this, to be fair. I would have literally dived straight in as Carino as the champion or so, uh, or at least say late, later on we're going to hear from the new world champion or, or Dave, even dangle the carrot, dangle it, right? 
the bit for me that I, I was trying to kind of work out with this is I couldn't work out whether this was recapping the pay-per-view or whether it was designed to try to get you to buy the replay of the pay-per-view. Because there's bits of it that seem to be pushing you towards, you know, and if you want to know what happened, buy the pay-per-view. And then yeah. there's other bits that's like, let me spoil it for you. Don't worry, don't worry about, you know, calling your cable provider. Let me spoil it for you. And it just felt like really weirdly balanced between, you know, again, it's a show after a pay-per-view. They always really kind of struggle to get back into the rhythm of, guess what happened? Here we go. Um, and we wondered with one show now whether that would change. But it was really, it was really strange. It was kind of video packages that sometimes showed you not much and sometimes and alluded to stuff and sometimes showed you all of it. Um, I, I didn't quite know what the purpose they were trying to build for this was. And also, and I, you know, bearing in mind I've read for like the, the, the new VHS um, uh, tape or in, still included in adverts for the next pay-per-view still included. Yeah. There are no adverts for, you know, the replays available, contact your, your cable provider. No, and the highlights are very much shown a lot of highlights. Yeah. Like, um, but again, it feels like this is a company that feels like they're trying to create a a serious buzz for the product, I guess. You know, they're trying to just, I don't know, they're trying everything. Like, they really are. Yeah. It kind of feels like people rebuying the pay per view, they think, all right, it's good, but it'll be maybe a spat of a couple of hundred if that to buy it after. It's not enough for them. They need people to watch the product kind of more so, almost, isn't it? Um, so we get that we get the world title preview like we just said Spike return at the pay-per-view we see highlights of that uh, the, the whole Rhino pay-per-view on New Jack from the pay-per-view that obviously was one of your favourite pro- uh, promos from last week I will say um, <coughs> it loses something with the beeping yeah yeah I thought that I mean obviously I knew they wouldn't show it on TV but yeah it did lose the sort of intensity of it all which is quite good uh, Donna and Kill talking about one in the belts. Um, was this the one shot promo? This is the one shot promo, and this is the one that I found hard because he was breaking the Guido figure in the background. Yeah. And I thought, if only you knew how much that thing would be worth in the future, you, would, <laughs> you wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I, was, I was worried about whether you should really advertise how easy it is to break your action figures. I also um, thought that. But I thought because of the shot, it wouldn't have been one that was lying around. They would have had one in the packet. They would have like probably let it breathe and then sort of start to um, literally just snap it live. And I just thought, oh, God. But, you know, I I enjoyed the intensity of the promo. I enjoyed, um, you know, them being a little bit more serious about it. Um, It was, was, again, it's strange because it's like, you know, all of these teams that you've beaten, they've gone away and we're on that list. But we're still here. Um, but yeah, you know, the one shot kind of, you know, just repeating and getting more and more kind of loud and angry about one shot, one shot was quite good. Um, I think it struggles at points where you still need to get chickens in somewhere. Um, I think you could have just left it quiet and, you know, left him quiet and got the same point across. You know, we're going to pluck your head off like a chicken. Wasn't really needed in that kind of context, but you know, it's his gimmick. 
Um, yeah, you know, it was, I thought it was one of the better during the Roco promos we've seen in quite a while. But not the best. I think there's better coming up. <laughs> I think, anyway. But we'll get to that in a couple of episodes' time. Um, so we get that, we then get uh, unseen footage from the pay-per-view, especially filmed for Hardcore TV. Tommy Dreamer comes out uh, to see the fans. Cut a promo, makes a joke about um, watching Nitro tomorrow night, saying that they're a bigger crowd than Nitro. Brings out CW and Simon, who come out there, attack Dream until York and Matthews mate the save. Um, so basically, at the beginning of the pay-per-view, Simon comes out and Dreamer comes out for the save, which is cool until <clears throat> you realise that you literally would have just seen Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. So you kind of almost took away his pop. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't quite understand. For a pointless promo as well, just like. Just just to, to point out the fact that you've sold more tickets in this arena than Nitro has. You know, I, I, I'm trying not, not trying to take away from this in any way, shape, or form. It's a great achievement. Um, yours is a pay-per-view, theirs is a, a Nitro. Yeah, I mean, they could basically start off a pay-per-view of this and introduce Tommy Dreamer and said that he was going to do guest commentary with him and then he got taken out. And or anyone else if you don't want Dreamer to be there. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's happened, so it's still fine. Uh, promo with Simon um, saying, well, uh, promo at the back, basically, Simon saying, well done for Swinger for his quick return. CW says, yeah, um, basically talks about using Dreamer as a stepping stone, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, C.W. Anderson looks as if he's outgrowing these two quite quickly. Yeah, um, they're still they're still really struggling to get past the comedy stuff. Um, so it's it's interesting to kind of watch that that grow. Um, but yeah, it was you know fine. But I feel like it's got this weird. They're, they're stuck in this weird sort of repeat of like they keep doing sort of vague comedy to allow him to get over serious. Because if they were all serious, he wouldn't come across so serious. Yeah. I mean, this is weird. They're caught in this weird kind of never-ending cycle, it feels yeah. like. Um, the foil, which also makes him the anchor. Exactly, which allows him to go, I'm an Anderson. Hey, oh, uh, you need to be serious like me, an Anderson. Um... I think I've just done every promo he's done for the last six months. Yeah. Jasmine St. Clair and Blue Boy from the pay-per-view, literally word for word. Chetty Nova highlights. Nova kind of promo saying Chetty cost him his tag title shot, so he cost him his career. But now they're even. So we talked about this last week, um, about, you know, um, loser-loose town gimmicks not sticking in, in ECW. Um, do you know about Chetty? Can you remember about Chetty? But why he left? Yes, just kind of any of that. Uh, no. Um, he does not come back at this pay-per-view. Oh. does come back at the next one. Hmm. I've seen him 
Did he come back with Nova? Uh, I think he comes back and costs Nova. So weird. <clears throat> I'm surprised he never turned up anywhere. I know he had a trial for um, WWE, but I can't remember him ever being on um, TNA or anything like that. No. Or Ring of Honor or anywhere, really. So I don't know if he just stepped out of it all or, or what, but I can't really remember him going anywhere after this. Maybe he went to XPW for a little while. That feels familiar, but I'm not sure. Um, so, skipping ahead uh, to uh, guilty as charged, but um, it's uh, Chetty is um, Danny Dorian and Rodefield to be defended the tag champ spoilers, against Hot Commodity. Hamilton to be back, backfired Leading to Dorian Roadkill winning after the match, not commodity attack Dorian Roadkill into Nova returned to ECW. Turned, he's at the case here. Leading Nova facing Hamrick. The referee was knocked out when Hamrick suffered Nova for a pinfall, and Chris Chetty returned to ECW in a referee shirt. Made fast count, rewarding the impact. However, the original referee regained consciousness and revealed that Nova had a shoulder up, regained consciousness, and also saw that he had a shoulder up. Um, therefore, Chessie's petition did not stand. Louis dangerously knocked out the referee with a cell phone until Spike Dudley made the same ball with Chessie. An overhead spin some bomb with Chessie to the flip side of the Yeah, pointless. Yeah. Um, right, let's skim we'll, through the we'll rest of this. There. Yeah, let's skim through the rest of this quickly. So obviously we had the Nova promo. Then we had the Sam, uh, the Carino Sandman promo from the locker room from the pay-per-view. But main event highlights, we've got a new Carino promo where he's basically talking about uh, winning is just the beginning. Now he's gonna, and then that wasn't a hard part. Now everyone's going to try and take him out. Um, I think there's a solid world title promo. I probably would have done it earlier in the show, to be honest. Maybe even started the show with it. It's almost like it showed that he was the new world champion. Then almost teasing, you're going to see how it happened. Show as much yeah. as the match. Um, then Francine shouting at Just Incredible for um, basically she had made herself look really perfect for the pay per view just for him to fuck it up. And then the big angle at the end, I say big angle, was like a little segment was Cyrus approaching Jerry Lynn, basically trying to get on his side and say that um, he was going to help him kind of stay on top. Dun dun dun. That was pretty much it. Awesome. Uh, took us to the end of the show. So the next episode, 395 on the 18th of November 2000, kicks off with that very angle of Jerry uh, Cyrus saying he's been watching Jerry Lynn matches all week and how the company has been holding him back. Um, the new Cyrus um, lives for Jerry Lynn, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The network is gone, but Cyrus is still here. Exactly. So, again, it, it's finally... At least acknowledged, but um, it's not explained the reason why he should still be there. But yeah, whatever. Um, intro, quick show rundown. Joey Styles and Joe Gertner in the ring doing the usual intro. Just incredible comes out with Francine. 
and basically talk about how he should be the world champion. Uh, we hear a news report that Scott Hall is in ECW. What? Well, has been in ECW or is coming to ECW. I'm not really. It's hard to really tell. I'm not sure yeah, if this is kind of in. Is in ECW. Is, is yeah. What they say. I just um, imagine um, still photos or or something. I'm not sure if we get a match yeah. of his in the last four. I don't think we do. Very strange because. I remember him having two matches. I remember he. I think he. I'm not sure if he beat. I think he beat Just Incredible, and then he lost to Big Sal. If my memory serves me correct. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, I remember. I remember definitely lost to to Big Sal. And I think he might have beaten Just Incredible. Obviously, he was the one sort of really pushing him from coming. Um, so we hear rumors about that Dorian uh, promo from last week. We then get Dorian and Roadkill taking on. Um, he's not Belvis anymore, is he? Just Bill Wilde and Tom well, Marquez. Sort of is. They 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 go backwards and forwards on it. But yes. Um, pretty straightforward match. Dorian and Roadkill pick up the win. Then the FBI run out, uh, cut Dorian's hair, and I'm not sure if they cut any Roadkill's beard. They kind of tease it. I'm not sure. They if do. Doing they do. Yeah. Cut the. Damn beard. Um, so we get that. Rhino promo. Basically, Rhino going crazy uh, about spiking everyone. So I like this because this was, you know, we, we've talked before about, you know, if you're a, a, a face, then you can do the, you know, everyone's chasing me and, and that's fine because I'm a fighting champion and I'll take you all on. Um, uh, but we've talked before about kind of, you know, the, the monster heel and like, you know, I've got this belt not because I want this belt, but because I know you're all going to come for it and, and I want and I want to hurt you. So, you know, this way you aren't going to run from me, you're going to run to me and I'm going to, I'm going to grab you and I'm going to hurt you. Um, yeah. And that was, that was, you know, sort of what he was saying here. You know, he's, he's addicted to, to violence. He's addicted to the pain, you know, and, and you know, he likes, he likes breaking people and, you know, he needs to get his fix. So, you know, RBD, are you going to be his fix? Or, and, you know, Spike Dudley, are you going to be his fix? Yeah, I mean, his stuff's like um, all intense. He's, he's better ones than better ones. I mean, he really is just just completely just loosened off the chains with what he's allowed to do promo-wise. It's very, it's very different to everyone else. Yes. On the roster. But they could have to... I mean, it's repetitive and it is what it is. We've had fun with like a Rhino uh, Bulls Mahoney feud. Yeah. You know, that you could have real fun with him taking out, continue to take out some of the old guard and, and stuff like that. But him and Bulls would have been um, quite a fun little feud. We get um, Next up, we get Hot Commodity. Still a big fan of the network edit music for these, and I don't know <laughs> why. Uh, um, basically, defeating. Sort of crazy in the unholy alliance. Yeah. Well, so weird, weird match. It leads into weirdness. Yeah. So, so following the pay per view where Mikey Whitbreck got hurt. Yeah. Super crazy ran out and subbed for him to tag with him. Yeah. Um, there is now an alliance with the unholy alliance. Uh, it's got a crazy, crazy unholy alliance. 
um, uh, super unholy alliance. Uh, but yeah, super so the three of them crazy are, are, are attacking, which is something we'd speculated about, talked about, and, and suggested that might be you know a fun way of kind of building him in and, and working on it. And I really hope that they, you know, decide to run with this for a nice long time. <laughs> Uh, so basically, Hot Commodity pick up the win after some confusion, which leads to a Tajiri super crazy match instantly. I had a weird thing here because I kind of thought, is this is this the last singles Tajiri crazy match we get? I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because on the current... <clears throat> oh, I could easily it could be every week until the end. Yeah, exactly. No, but I just kind of thought at some point it's got to be the last, and it just kind of think, wow, it's been such a standout match I mean without being overly critical I, I thought it was a fun match but it's, it's, it's far from their best this one no but it was still good and it was good yeah, too, it was still very good I mean I mean you know if anyone else did this match it'd be a really good match but for their standards it was kind of it's kind of weird to explain it but um, I got annoyed with the commentary trying to make there was an issue with, with who Mikey was going to pick like there was ever really any fucking doubt yeah. who Mikey was going to pick yeah, I mean, this confused the life out of me because you know, my, Mikey, Mikey was trying to play the peacemaker, which was, which was, you know, cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. But you know, it comes to this whole kind of like, oh, you know, he's chosen where his alliance lies. What his tag team partner over the guy that turned up last night, and he's not actually even teamed with. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I get whatever they're trying to do, but it's outrageous to think this is going to go any other way. If anyone really believed. That Mikey was going to go. Fuck it, I might just um, go for a Mikey's super crazy alliance. Turned on super crazy. No, no, no. Mikey wasn't really ever with super crazy. I mean, he was trying to keep the peace. That's as close as you can say. But um, the surprise, I guess, turn you could say, or however you want to word it. Uh, Mikey did hit crazy with the whipper snapper, which allowed the jury to pick up the win. Good looking whipper snapper as well. It was actually really well done. Out of nowhere as well, totally unexpected. Kind of jumping off the, the the second rope. Yeah. Like mid rope. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, we wrap up the show with Steve Carino promo. Right, don't listen to every word we said because you will see this promo every episode from now on till the end of time, it feels like. Um, he says all he knows all the tricks. He still hasn't forgiven Jerry Lynn. Um, very intense promo. Then he sort of asks Jack Victory how the promo went afterwards, and he said it was amazing. And um, that was quite a good little back and forth. It was good. Yeah. Uh, Just incredible walks in and basically attacks him. Um, cool line here where um, Just Incredible said, He goes, You think I'm, uh, don't talk to me like you think I'm an asshole or something, or you think I'm stupid, or do, or do, do, or do you, you think do you I'm think, too Do you think I'm stupid? And he sort of had his, had his perfectly timed pause where he sort of looked at Jack and he went, no, kind of thing. And it's just like, that was, um, his delivery is very much Absolutely. spot on. Like um, so it goes on there. But Carino does convince him that Lynn's the problem. And um, Credible somewhat agrees. Yeah. Which is fine. Because That's apparently he... Credible was saying that, uh, you know, <coughs> Uh, Lynn was saying that he's going to win the title back and not give Credible a, a title shot. That was the one. So Credible goes off all frustrated. It allows Karina to um, let Victory do the high spot to end the show. 
which takes us to episode 396, November 25th, 2000, Hardcore TV. The show kicks off with the actual intro video. Um, again, rare treat. We don't often get this. It's always worth pointing out. We get the end of the Carino Credible promo, which we literally just spoke about. We then get the Joel, Joey intro. Ready to run down a few bits in the show. Show kicks off with Chili Willy versus um, DeVito from the Baldies. <clears throat> really surprised how easy um, Chili defeated him there. Yeah, it was quick. It was really quick. It was quick because the Baldies aren't like megastars, but they've always been sort of caught in this where they don't get squashed, you know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're... The, apart from, you know, when they've got a big guy who has a job to, to spike very quickly. They're meant to be, um, you know, a rough team. And, mm. and that's what they do. So Chile kind of got rid of them fairly easy, which led to Angel coming out for the save and then Bulls coming out for the, the save save. Yes. Um, fine. Not bad match to kick it off with. It's good. I mean, Chile Willie's sort of doing his thing. And this feud continues because it's always good to start a feud with a flaming table match and then move on. I mean, the only way is up. Exactly. Um, FBI have a quick promo talk about they'll do anything to keep the belts <clears throat> obviously still referencing scissors and stuff like that uh, quick promo from Cyrus talking to Jerry Lynn talking about helping him so that's sort of still going on and every week he's sort of like digging a little bit and pushing pushing so I think that's pretty decent um, Dawn Marie promo basically wants everyone to go to ECW website we will then also hear that more information about Scott Hall and ECWs on the ECW website. Uh, another great Rhino promo appears now. As Rhino's basically going mental at the back, talking about his addiction and says so he's addicted to violence and basically calls out RVD, Cash or Spike. Yep. World title match. Um, Steve Carino versus Jerry Lynn. For the time they were given, um, fun match I mean it's hard to get a bad match out of Jerry Lynn and these two obviously had a couple of good matches before so some good sort of chemistry with them <clears throat> the match ended after just incredible run out Kane both of them but caught Jerry Lynn in the eye so Lynn was unable to continue um, once Lynn was taken off Carino then did a promo saying he doesn't fear anyone in WWE. um WCW Japan, he lives a bunch of stuff, which led to the Sandman eventually coming out. Um, they had a pretty good exchange in the ring. Um, I'll let you go into the details with this because I've been rambling for a while. A little bit out of <laughs> um, so uh, it starts with, and, and I, I was a little worried about how it started. It starts with um, Steve Carino being the, the comedic, cowardly heel again. So, you know, his, his second appendix is playing up again and therefore he can't wrestle, even though it just didn't wrestle. Um, uh, you know, golly gosh, you know, I don't want to... And then he kind of snaps and it's like, you know, you will respect me and you, and you, you do you know who I am kind of uh, thing. Um, uh, uh, but he still does it in a very, you know, funny way because it's like the... Um, you know, all you need to do is cross the line and time walks across. No, you're drunk, idiot. That's the and he goes and he puts the belt down and then gets came for it. Um, so it was it was it, well done. Um, I thought personally, um, just a, a good heel promo from um, uh, Carino. I I'm at a loss as to why Sandman is is in the title mix, but 
cool, let's go for it. And and they do. The bell rings and we have a match. Yeah. So basically we, we get the match and um Yeah. Three nines up um retaining the title. I think it was a good enough match. Um I think the right situation this feud could be given <coughs> a little bit of legs. I found it weird without any major main eventers that you would throw away this feud unless you sort of again it's hard to tell because the situation really is that they're hot shot in bits to again try and create more of a buzz about the product yeah but um yeah it's cool Carino retained decent other match nice to see Sandman I'm not just getting destroyed by Rhino um Jasmine Sinclair's walking down the hall I think beginning the promo about the website but you hear Spike shouting uh, Spike's basically going fucking mental trying to get to Rhino Runs into the, I say, boiler room or locker room, whatever Rhino is in, locks the door behind him, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, the people are going, man, all Heyman's there, everyone's trying to get into the room. Eventually they get in as they get around the corner. Spike's just completely dead, and Rhino's just kind of there, absolutely battered him and saying, Thank you for giving me my fix. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Rhino, Rhino's I mean, out of control. And, and Spike just looks. Destroyed, Spike. Mm. I mean, again, um, it's um, it almost feels like Spike versus Mike Awesome on Acid at this point, because you, you kind of felt like Mike Awesome destroyed Spike, but Rhino's going to absolutely kill Spike. Yeah, it's almost like the next level of brutality. <clears throat> um, and that's that. So then it takes us to Hardcore TV episode three hundred ninety-seven. Now in December the 2nd, 2000, kicks off with the intro again. Then we get Joe Styles and Joe Gertner in the ring. This is super bizarre, all this, to be honest with you. So I'm, I, I, I will say I, I, I dislike this. I dislike this. I mean, I know where it's going. And I think, like, again, it's hard to do a spoiler if that happened 20 years ago. But I think this is basically all leading to the Dudley boys coming back for a one-shot. Yes. So it's all just like, because there's so much name dropping of the Dudleys and used to manage the Dudleys and all this in you know in the last couple of weeks. So you can yeah. tell they're very much in the conversation, which they haven't been sort of previously. So, uh, oh, sorry. So basically they come out, Simon Diamond then comes out, cuts them off, um, starts shoving, calls in promos, calls in Joe and Joe Gertner to walk up the ramp. He continues to slate them, <clears throat> saying they're not wrestlers. They just want to be wrestlers. They're fat. They can't do anything. So they talk about people that can. Um, which then you get Joey Styles kind of starts to bark back a bit. He starts to rip into Simon Diamond, call him like sort of jobber and all this kind of stuff. Ends up then bringing out uh, York and Matthews. Yeah. So this again is is you know pushing the Dudleys of. You know, my he might be a commentator now, but he was the manager of the best tag team that's ever been in ECW, the Dudley Boys. And you know, here's a team that, that are happy to kind of take his tutelage and whatever, which is York and Matthews. Um, and then you know, evens the odds by bringing out someone who um, was always a thorn in their side. So you know, he hated him, but he respected him. Uh, and that's uh, just so happens to be Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, so basically Tom and Jeremy comes out, 
cuts are very um, Joe Gertner sort of prior. He's like, well, 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 it is I, Tommy, the innovator of violence, and sort of goes on. It's up to this, tries to get the, the Joe Gertner style pop, which is cool, you know. He, he likes to borrow Fair stuff. Enough. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, at least a full scout anywhere match. Um, York Matthews and Dreamer. On this, they're described as young blood. So, young blood, my dream. <laughs> their stable name. Uh, versus C.W. Anderson, Johnny Swinger, and Simon Diamond. Um, they they brawl around everywhere, so people have got bits in all the different sides. It, it's decent enough. Um, I, I kind of find it hypocritical because Dreamer later on has a go at them for the way they're sort of involved in matches like this. But I'm thinking you're the one getting at matches like this. You know, they didn't ask for it to be a, a false count anywhere match. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the end of it is all taken in the ring. Um, York Matthews and Dreamer do pick up the win. But after the match, <coughs> C.W. Anderson, Swing and Simon, attack him, uh, get the heat back. And sort of, yeah, just take him out a little bit. Oh, then go to the back. And Justin Incredible is there with Paul Heyman, basically saying he doesn't want people to do this or people who do this. Basically referencing sort of all the different sort of uh, taunts that Scott Hall is known for. And basically says he just wants the world title. Which is, again, fair. Yeah, it would be like I've got time a, to a fair uh, ask. Um, just to, to to go back ever so slightly onto the last segment. Uh, one of my big issues with with this um, segment was and is uh, that Joe Gertner apparently just walks around with you know the Moon Belly Kamala stuff all over him, uh, just in case, just in case there's there's a reason, just in case he wants to, you know. Uh, just in case he ever needs it yeah. he's there yeah no, 100% yes he's got that he's ready um, we got the Carino promo from three weeks ago again just in case still you a good promo. seen it it's still a good promo but because um, the thing is weird when I saw it I remember seeing the promo watching TNN <clears throat> obviously in the UK on Bravo but um, I'm not sure what episode I saw I mean, I remember the Sandman bit, so I feel like it might be that, but it's his promo every week. Um, we then get the highlights of Carino Lynn and then Carino Sandman from last week. A Yasmin promo again, she's walking down and she's going to get us to meet the leader of the Order. Obviously, you know, teasing it might be Scott Hall, but opens it up and it's um, the blue boy who says he's the leader of the Blue World Order. And they shut the door. Um, we get a whole massive, ridiculously long video showing that ends up with Cash winning the TV title from months ago. Yep. Showed way too much of all that. Um, Swinger Anderson and Simon cut a promo um, telling Dreamer that basically his beating's only just begun, which I thought was like a pretty good heel promo. Yep, it was fine. Obviously, again, Swinger and Simon are kind of prattling around a bit and Anderson's very much just like, you need to be an Anderson like an Anderson. Um, like an well, I thought probably um, Dorian and Roku, one of the best promos they have, sort of Joey Styles talking, they sort of gate crash him and um, 
stories there basically just like no more rats he's just eats sleeps and shit's FBI and he just sort of saying about um you know Guido's uh, and he's like chicken he's like FBI chickens and just all sort of sort of taking the whole chicken bit a lot better in this one I felt rather than just a, a random kind of joke and I thought it's good level of intensity from Dorian here but again they did the same the classic vintage ECW if they don't win that's it they're done as a tag team yeah I mean I could do without that bit um, <clears throat> but it just takes it away but I suppose at this stage you feel they could technically lose and separate but it's still just it's an unnecessary doesn't you know I guess it sort of maybe adds a little bit of value to it but I think it adds a great deal I uh, so I would be absolutely fine with this if there was FBI making this demand. Yeah. Um, just to be offered up, which is which is so often the case with this. It's just like, and if we don't do it, we'll quit. Like, no one asked you to. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, uh, but you don't, don't feel you have to. We've not asked you to. So we're getting all that as a pay-per-view, which obviously is just a couple of days away from this show. Um, next up, ECW Television Championship. Rhino defeating um, Cash. Again, didn't mind it. I mean, this match was sort of nothing really like special. I mean, obviously it's hard because you sort of know the results, but I never once felt that Cash was actually going to win the title here. You're right, but no. he, he could have been against anywhere. Rhino's just on a tear. And he's sort of just um, massively ahead of everyone. Um, after Rhino won it with a, a pile driver off one of the second turnbuckle, I think it was, um, he goes to then get a table to do even more damage. This brings out Spike, who, um, I don't know, there's this, this really enjoyable intensity about Spike when he has like a big match. Yeah, I'd agree. So it's, it's kind of quite hard, isn't it? There's, there's a... There's just a decent sort of level um, with it all. So, yeah, did enjoy it. Uh, Spike comes out, beats him up, leaves Rhino kind of laying, which is quite a big statement going into the pay-per-view, so that was good. We didn't get Mikey and Fajiri doing a promo, basically stating crazy a little bit, calling them out, and said, told him to go find a partner. To face not that you're going to be able to find one. Well, not even one day's notice, two minutes before the show ends. But yes, yeah, so he's he's got to go find a partner again. Decent, like I've got no issue with this. You know, it's just um, shame it's not a little bit earlier in the night or something to try and make from it. But I guess it wouldn't really gain anything from that because they would do a follow up. So it's fine. Um, Dreamer then yelling at York and Matthews, telling him that um, not to make the same mistakes that he made, and um, tell CW that basically they have a problem with them and and all this, and it's it's fine. And then we get a quick pay per view rundown. So I'm I sure think Dreamer said in this that um, you know he's not even thirty yet. No, which is crazy. Firstly, because it feels like he's been around forever, even though it's only been like five years. Um, but to be that beaten up at that young an age, it's, it's shocking that he's still working. Um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's still sort of 
dives in and out. But he's very much like when we did the, the obviously we, we touched on the rebooking ECW where we did a couple of episodes. I mean, he, he very much is like the Terry Funk now. You know, so yeah, I sort of I'll give him that. I think it's yeah, it's decent. I mean, fair play to him. He's still, you know, involved with um, Impact Wrestling and and stuff like that. So fair play. And knowing him, he's the kind of guy that'll pop up in the Royal Rumble in a week's time. Yeah, good work. Why not? Just why not? eh? Um, should we do a pay per view rundown? Let's do a pay-per-view rundown. So, um, we have two dark matches that we might not see on the pay-per-view, but we'll probably see on TV after. The first one is uh, we have Angel and New Jack reigniting their good old feud. Um, A dark match. Yeah. Yeah. Slip down the card slightly, isn't it? Uh, And then the other dark match second match, so not the opening match on the card, uh, HC Lock versus Daniel, Danny Daniels. A real referee match. Yeah, so that's you know, fun. Um, then in the main card, we've got uh, Simon and Swinger versus York and Matthews. We've got Easy Money versus Bulls Mahoney. We've yeah. got then Nova Mahoney, Mahoney against Julio De Nero with the rest of um, our commodity. Uh, FBI versus Dorian Roadkill, Anderson and Dreamer, Rhino and Spike Dudley, uh, the Unholy Alliance versus Super Crazy and his mystery partner, uh, who I could just tell you, I guess. Um, uh, as well as it's Kid Cash. And Ooh. then we have a three way dance. Crazy Green cash. and Lynn and Incredible. Kid stacked crazy. cards. Yeah. <laughs> stacked um, super kids. So it is um, <laughs> fairly, st- fairly stacked um, pay-per-view to be fair. Looking forward to that. I was looking. So basically coming out of the pay-per-view, it's another recap show. But then um, yeah, December 16th, episode 399, we do get a New Jack versus Angel and HG Lock versus Danny Daniels. So we get that in just a couple of weeks. That's exciting. Um, yeah, but that takes us to everything this week. Make sure you get involved at Underscore Sports Arena where you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, keep tagging us in posts if you fancy a chat about ECW or anything else, really. Just get us involved. We always love to talk about wrestling, talent products as well. And um, yeah, I think that's everything from me. Uh, and me. So uh, as we head into Massacre on 34th Street, um, just like RBD himself, who's disappeared, it seems. I that, that is the whole fucking show. <laughs> <laughs>